0: Howdy folks, it's That Literary Lady again, and I want to thank you for tuning in to On the Air with That Literary Lady. Today's guest is author Iris Bowling. Iris was born in Richmond, Virginia. She has a Bachelor's of Science degree in Organizational Management. She is currently a Workforce Development Trainer with the Commonwealth of Virginia. She provides management training and professional development consultation for the state workforce. Her, uh, she's a de- uh, 2010 Debut Author of the Year by Romance Slam Jam, voted Reader's Choice Award with Shades of Romance Magazine for the Romance of the Year, and she was nominated for Romance Slam Jam's Romantic Suspense Novel of the Year. Her passions are reading, especially romance novels, writing, sports, and politics, an active proponent of state and federal educational issues. She continues to encourage young adults to pursue their education, she also volunteers with her local registrar's office, promoting voter registration in the African-American community. Welcome to the show, Iris. Thank you, Yolanda. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And before introduction, we... introduction... Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry no, go ahead. <laughs> I was going say, that, that introduction made me sound kind of good there. I like that. You sound good, and I'm pretty sure it's all true, so. <laughs> <laughs> I have to start first with, did you watch the um, the Super Bowl last night? Of course we did. Who who did not? Who did not watch that? Yes, I certainly did, and I'm happy for the Ravens since I'm in the Virginia area. Of course, you know we had to cheer for them. But I actually thought San Francisco was going to come back on them last night. Was lights? It was lights. Had did something to San Francisco. I know. <laughs> now is Baltimore your your regular uh, uh, team that you root for? No, actually, my team wasn't too great this year, but I'm usually an Eagles fan. I'm usually, I am usually usually follow Philly, but they, the dis- they have kind of disappeared the last couple of years. So, but I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to stick with them anyway. Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. But the Eagles have made some changes in coaching, so um, you might be doing a little bit better next year. Uh, it's up on the table if Michael Vick will be leaving or not, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens, and I do wish you well with your cowboys, <laughs> Okay. Thank you. You said that really funny, but I'll let that slide. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, Iris, <laughs> I, I want to talk about your – you just released a book called Pendleton Rule last month, right? Yes, the Pendleton Rules. Tell us about that. The Pendleton Rule is actually a um, a follow-up to my a novel that I re- released in 2010. Um, Oh, it was in 2011. It was called Night of Seduction Heaven's Gate, and there was a character in there. It was a, a stepbrother to the two brothers in that story, and uh, so many people wanted to know what happened with Ty and Kiki because it was a, they were a couple in that particular book. And I finally decided, okay, I'm gonna have to you know tell these people about Ty and Kiki. Well, Ty is a an entertainment um, agent. And where well, he owns an entertainment agency. And he um, was that quiet, nerdy type, always about the business, you know, type of personality, whereas Kiki was a literary agent with one of those free spirits. Anything she thinks or she feels or she wants to say comes straight out of her mouth. You know, very different, very different characters personality-wise. But in Heaven's um, Night of Seduction, Heaven's Gate, they clicked. There was this chemistry about the two of them that just it almost took over the story. I had to contain them, you know, while I was writing it. The chemistry between the <laughs> two was so strong, you know. So then, um, when I wrote this book, um, I I love suspense, I love drama, and I love romance. So, I kind of combined them um, all in this one book. And the Tune starts off with a bang and it doesn't stop. I mean, the entire time that story is going on, something crazy is happening with these two couples. I mean, with this particular couple. But at, in the meantime, they decided last year to go their separate way because Ty wasn't ready for the, the White House ticket fence two point four kids, you know, he wasn't ready for all of that. And right. that's what Kiki wanted. She wanted, you know, the commitment and things from him. So they decided to go their separate ways. But when Kiki's life is in danger, um, Ty is no way he can stand on the sidelines and watch that happen. So whether she likes it or not, he takes over her protection to ensure her safety. And a lot of different things happen in that story that They have to go through and have to really have to have each other's back and since the chemistry was already there and you know between the two of them by them being there for each other during this time it becomes even stronger and um, I'm not going to tell I'm not going to say what happens between them but um, very very interesting story one that captured my attention as I was writing it so I'm excited about this particular release to see how the how my reading reading public receives that. Now, do, do you suggest that before someone reads this Pendleton the Pendleton rule that they go back and read the other book first or is it oh, can it stand alone? It can stand alone, but if you want to get a richer a richer um experience with the story, I would really suggest that you go back and you read Night of Seduction, Heaven's Gate. Which story too? I, I love that story. Anyway, I would suggest that you would go back and read that because then you'll get the, the you get to feel that chemistry before you even get to the point mode, and then you'll understand why they are so intense around each other. Okay. What what challenges did you face, or did you face any challenges while you were writing these these particular two books? Well. Oh, when I was writing Night of Seduction, to be honest with you, no. What happened was with Night of Seduction, it was so funny. I was right in the middle of my heart series. I was at book um, three of my heart series, and the characters from Night of Seduction kept eating away at me. You're a writer, you know, sometimes there's certain characters, they just won't let you sleep.
1: Right. Keep you (laughs) up at
0: night. You you know what it's like. So. I had to stop in the middle of my heart series and I had to write that book. I had to write Night of the and Heaven's game. And um so with that book and it just flowed. I mean it just, the story just flowed. It was it was like Z the way that the story went. Now with the Pimbleton move, I I kinda knew where Kai and Kiki was gonna go and I knew what they were gonna go through. You know how you you know the beginning, you know the middle, you know the end. It's bringing all the pieces together, and the challenge for me with the Pendleton rule is right when I started writing it, I had a flood in my home, and Ooh. I had to move out of my home. <laughs> I had to move out of my home, and I was out for months because they had to strip down and rebuild and, you know, do the whole thing. And when you're not in your environment, your writing, like my writing was off. I couldn't. I couldn't right. pull it together, you know, while I was away. And then when I came, when I was finally able to move back in my home in October, of course, then I had to, redeco- I had to redecorate. I had to buy furniture, and it was just a mess. Wow. So when I finally sat down and was able to write the tools, you know, it was um, I had to stop. I had to recoup. I had to concentrate on my characters again. And then it began to flow again and I have to say I really love the Dama product. I love the story. It's, okay. it's my kind of story. <laughs> it's my okay. kind of well story. I'm glad I that came love it. For you. Yeah, it did. It came together. It came together. That's good. Now, um, how long have you been writing, and how many books have you written? And I, I noticed you mentioned earlier you were writing book three of a series that you're working on. How many books have yeah. you written? I actually, Tim, the Film to Rule was my ninth book. Wow. Um, yeah, that's my ninth book. The Heart series is finished. It's actually a six book series. Wow. And that's why I started. I started writing in. Um, I started writing in two thousand seven. Okay. Did. I, Published that book until two thousand eight, and so nine um, books in what? Thir- in five years? Wow! Yes, yeah. Wow! But they you just are busy. Did. and I, <laughs> it's like I have like twenty of them still in my mind. Right. I don't, <laughs> don't have the time. I just don't have the time to you know sit down and actually do them, you oh, know, yeah. and and get them out. But um, yeah, I I have this. The Pillar to Rule is my ninth book. I'll be celebrating. Um, my tenth novel, you know, this year, and I'm trying to decide which character that tenth novel is going to be. On. <laughs> Ooh, okay. You know, so yes, yeah, nine books. And you can find your books at, at Amazon and Barnes Noble. Yes, yes, you can. You can.
1: Including the Amazon, books
0: and Noble. Rules. Um, you can get them um e you can get them printed books either one we're actually working on audio next okay okay i like yeah. that a lot of people are doing this so that's a good idea yes and now is. um i just recently learned that you were nominated for six emma awards now first for, the, for those out there who don't know what the emma awards are uh-huh. can you explain uh-huh. to us what they are Oh yes, I would be more than happy to actually it's an honor for me to to talk about the Emma Awards. The Emma Awards is named after um Emma Rogers. um, Black Images Bazaar. I'm sorry? Black Images Bookers Bazaar in Dallas. Yes, yes. Yes. That's where I started my career. Okay. Well that's where that's where um Romance Slam Jam was developed with Francis Ray. Okay. Rogers and some others had come together, and they decided they wanted to try to do. I don't know if it was a bookstore or just a book club. And um, once it, once they started, it has gone on since then. And it has it's a wonderful organization that recognizes um, African American literature. And what they do is they come together and they have this conference once a year. It's usually a week long conference where right. you do workshops and you can meet agents and you can um you have an opportunity to pitch your story. You also have an opportunity to sit in on different workshops and learn you you know learn about the the industry itself and then also they take the time and they recognize um those so authors that they um, believe excels throughout that year. But it's not based on what that committee thinks. They actually have readers to write in and nominate um, authors and books um, in different categories. And then they have um, judges. They have judges who have to ship out books to the judges, and they read and then they vote on um, who they feel were. Were outstanding for that particular year, and you won. And you has, were nominated for six this year. I was I was nominated. Let me think. Last year I was nominated for five, and I won. Um, I actually won Hero of the Year last year, which that was so touching. It was for um, the Heart, the last book in the Heart series, and um, that one won Hero of the Year last year. And this year, I, I am up for. Um, six yeah I have six nominations for my novel Teach Me which came out um the early part of last year. Wow. And, um, so it's it is one of those organizations that recognize um outstanding literature for particular categories. We've had winners in that organization like um Beverly Jenkins. Oh my God, Miss Miss Beverly, I can't even you know, explain to you just how um, touching it is to see how they embrace my work along with the likes of Beverly Jenkins or Francis Ray or Gwyneth Bolton or, or Rochelle Ehlers. You know, it's just, for me to even be in that category, it's, it's just, it's mind-blowing to me. <laughs> so. And I'm sure it's very deserving. Now, I also want to mention to our audience um that the Romance Slam Jam is every year and um although I have yet to be um at one and I've known about them for years, I understand they have this awesome pajama party uh pajama party pajama <laughs> party at each event. That's correct, right? Yes, they yes, they do. Each year they have different events. They have um like depending on what year it is and where it's held because they hold it all over the country. Right. So you can go to as a matter of fact, the first year I went it was actually approved. They actually did it on a cruise. Okay. And this year they're in Wisconsin. Last year they was in Arkansas, the year before that Baltimore. So they traveled, they take it around and they did have the they have these awesome parties. I mean, we work, we learn. And then we release. (laughs) We work, we learn, and then we release. And they do have wonderful pajama parties. But what happens at Romance Slam Jam? Days, days at Romance (laughs) Slam Jam. I can understand that. So if you want to know what goes on at Romance Slam Jam, you need to attend. You You need to attend. Definitely, and you would you would be amazed that. the networking, you know, that takes place—it's just—it's really a wonderful opportunity for African American authors to come right, together sure. and learn from each other. Right. And I believe the website is romanceslamjam dot com, but if that's not exactly it, you can Google romance slam jam; it'll take you right to where you need to go. You certainly can. And they do have it. They also have a Facebook page, so you okay. can check the Facebook page as well. Okay. Awesome. Now you own a company called is it Siri Enterprises. I do. And that's your publishing company, right? That's my publishing company. I think, um, I I don't know if it's good or bad, to be honest with you, but um, my initial experience uh, with a traditional publisher did Mm -hmm. not go very well. Right. So I decided, I said, okay, well, let's see. How hard can it be? So I went out and I started doing some research to see exactly what it would take to start my own publishing company and publish my own books. and do um, a lot of sweat, <laughs> mm-hmm. a whole lot of tears, <laughs> okay, and quite a quite a bit of money that I didn't have at the time. Um, we 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 brought that organization together, and now as a publishing company, right now we're considered a small publisher, but as soon as I publish my tenth novel, we will no longer be considered a small publisher. Um so the Siri Enterprises has been um very, very good for me because I I am an entrepreneur. Um I have I do work I mean I have a day job. I have my day job. I love what I do. I love training um the workforce. But theory enterprise is my passion. Okay. You know, this is my passion. I love writing. I love publishing the book. I love control. I know that's a terrible thing to say. But the thing about when you self-publish, you are in control of everything. So right. I get to select my book covers. I get to um, do my own page setting or, or hire to with me with that. Um, I get to go out and, and pretty much control the type of novels that I put out there. And right. That is so important to me because I want to make sure that the image that we give of African American brothers and sisters and, and others, excuse me, I want to make sure we're putting some positive images out there. Now, I'm not going to say that every in of my story are goody-goody people. Right. You know, because that's not what the world is made of. Anna. But I will tell you that um, I, I do pay close attention to the images that my characters leave. Right. Like in, in the Heart Series, you know, I took a young man that grew up in middle class, um, Richmond, Virginia, and um, followed him from being a becoming a district attorney to becoming president of the United States. You know, so... I do. I like for uh, the people, the characters that are in my stories to be positive so that when um, a teenager picks up one of my books, they can say, oh, that's the one that looks like me that became right. president of the United States. Well, that's the one that looks like me that owns this company, and she came from scratch, and now she owns this company, and she's doing well with it. That's someone that looks like me. Right, And that's very important to me. It is very important, and I'm glad you you said that Um, uh, for Mm -hmm. all those who are listening, who are thinking about uh, whether they should go the traditional route or the self-publishing route. um, Mm -hmm. And what gets me, I'm glad you said what you said, because a lot of people initially will say that it's easy, so they have people coming into the industry thinking, oh, it's easy, you know, and then they realize, wait a minute. This yeah, I get my rights, but I have to pay my own money. I have to do this. I have to make this decision, that decision. So I'm glad that you 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 know you were realistic about it because a lot of people when they come in the industry are not realistic at all about the process. So thank you for saying that. No, not at all. I think it's really I think it's very important to understand when you become a self publisher, it is a business. Yes, it is a business, and you need to handle it as such. And every product that goes out, that product has your name on it. So exactly. it represents you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Iris, I thank you for being on the show today, and I wish you much success with the Pendle- Pendleton Rule and your other books and any future uh, endeavors you have uh, with Siri Enterprises. Can you tell our audience how they can reach you online? Sure, um, Siri Enterprises or irisbowling.net, um, either one um, you can reach me at. And you can also reach me on Facebook, you can reach me on Twitter. And that website for my personal site is irisbowling.com, um, irisbowling.net. Or if you want to check out Siri Enterprises, it is Siri E N T, it's S I R I E N T dot com. So you can do either one, and that'll be fine. Okay, and with the release of the Pendleton Rule, do you have any book signings coming up um, soon? We do. We are going to be, let's see, I just left Greensboro. Um, In February, on February 23rd, I'm going to be in Baltimore. We're going to be there with um, Beverly Jenkins, AC Arthur, and Michelle Magoo.
1: So we're going to be
0: there in February. Then in March, we have the Fly Head Society Luncheon. And that's going to be in Morrisville, North Carolina, on March the 9th. I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Oh, you always come to places when I'm not here. I think you do it on purpose. I just missed you in (laughs) Greenberg. You're going to be in Morrisville on March the 9th. I will be in Dallas, Texas. (laughs) I think I'm going to Dallas sometime in June or July. So we're going to miss each other at that point, too. I'm sorry. I'll (laughs) be in New York in July. (laughs) But that's okay. We'll meet up pretty soon. And I really do thank you for being on the show. And I do wish you much success, and I'll be getting the Pendleton rule real soon. Okay. Thank you so much for having me, and good luck to you with everything that you do. Thank you. You have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye.